Welcome to the Stop Being a Financial Doofus podcast, where we talk about little changes that can mount great change in your personal finances and life. I am your host, John Glazer, and I am a financial doofus. All right, and welcome to Stop Being a Financial Doofus podcast, where my name is John Glazer, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Jeff Graham. Jeff is the one that helped me uh, from stopping from being a financial doofus, and he helped coach me to where I am now. He's gifted at understanding finances and sharing his knowledge with others. Uh, one of the best things about Jeff that I love is how he taught me not to prejudge people and their, based on their situations because he didn't prejudge me when he started helping me with my situation. I say this because when I started my financial journey, he was awesome at helping me understand what my current reality was and, and where I needed to go and didn't judge me along the way. I mean, it's easy to look at somebody's debt and think, uh, what the heck are you thinking? Um, but the truth is that we all have a little bit of a doofus in us and, um, and we help and it helps to have a coach, uh, that can coach you through that situation. So welcome, Jeff. I'm glad you're with me today and thanks for joining us. Thank you. So uh, I w- wanted to talk a little bit about we are in a crazy time. Uh, uh, preparing for the da- disaster is what I'm uh, looking at talking about today. And um, as you know, we're in the c- uh, coronavirus craziness. And uh, many people are either working from home or they maybe have lost their job and they're, you know, they don't have any idea of how long this is going to last. Uh, we do know today it just came out that it looks like we're expanding the time frame to the end of April. So that just leaves a little bit more uncertainty and doubt. But uh, I guess the question is, um, I want to ask some questions about like, what should I be doing right now? And, and the first question I want to talk about is investing. We're not financial advisors. And so we're not going to tell you how to invest your money or where to invest your money. But my question to you, Jeff, is in your opinion, what should you be doing in this time? And how should you be treating investing if you're investing already? Let's start there. If I'm already investing for my retirement, should I continue to do so? Or should I back off on that right now at these uncertain times? So I'll tell you um, a little bit about our situation and, and what we're doing. So we're my wife and I are fortunate that we're both still working, uh, both still working from home. Um, so we're glad that that's an option. Uh, I think especially if you're getting any kind of company match, so you have a situation where you're putting in $100 and your company is matching it with another $100, if you can continue doing that, you absolutely keep doing that because that is 100% return just right at the very beginning. That's just free money. If you, um, if you have options available to you in a 401k or something similar where you can take loans or do hardship withdrawals, I would really caution you to strongly think about if that's the right approach. Um, if that time comes, if you, if you start looking at that money thinking you need access to it, that has a tremendous impact on the, uh, the returns long term. Um, the other thing, if you're working with a financial advisor already and they can consult with you on certain things like harvesting losses, it can be true that if your investments are way down, you might be able to actually sell those, get into a very similar other fund or other, uh, other asset, other financial asset, and you're able to actually claim a loss because your investments are so far down. Yeah. Um, so you haven't lost any money, but you're still able to claim a loss on your taxes. So for us personally, we're still 
maxing out our 401k. Uh, we don't want to lose any time on being able to invest for retirement. Uh, we, we personally invest in index funds. So basically that's investing in the entire stock market for the entire S&P 500. So we're not trying to pick individual stocks. I think the, it's way too volatile right now to try and do that. But if you have, um, if you have faith in the market, and I do, in general, it's going to go up, especially right. when you're looking at something like retirement, which is a very long time horizon. Right. Um, if you have extra money that you're not, you don't think you're going to need in the next five years, I think is the common guidance, then by all means, start to look at maybe putting a little bit of that in every week. So that's basically called dollar cost averaging. The market right now is going up and down like crazy. And um, if you're just being consistent, not trying to time the market, just saying every Friday, put in 50 bucks, put in 100 bucks if you can, you might be surprised with how well that turns out in the, when, once we recover from this. Because I think just like the, the downturn was pretty dramatic, I think once the recovery picks up, it will probably be fairly dramatic. People will get excited and start buying again. But it's hard to know what's going to happen. Right. You know, the, the, the investments in general, whether it be retirement, stocks, mutual funds or whatever. I mean, I, I, the little bit that I know about it, I mean, I have a financial advisor that I lean in on and uh, they give me the advice that I, you know, what are your goals? And then based on my goals right. is what they help me uh, set up for that in the long term. So if, if I've lost my job or if I've been furloughed or whatever, what would your recommendation be? What, what do you think? I have my own personal thoughts on this. I think like uh -huh. if, if I've lost my job, um, part of me would say, I'm probably not going to be putting into my retirement right now because right. I need to be uh, taking in as much cash as I possibly can to live because I don't know how long that's going to be. Would you have the same kind of thought? And if not, what would that be? What would it be for you? Yeah. So I think if you've lost your job right now, one of the key things, and I don't think we mentioned it yet on this, on this episode, but one of the things that I love about You Need a Budget or YNAB is it is very focused on um, the money you have right now. And what do you need with, what do you need to accomplish with the money that you have right now before you get your next paycheck? And so if you are working, you know when those are gonna come in. If you're not working, that's not necessarily something you know when you're gonna get that money in. Um, so I think if you've lost your job, one of the most important things you can do is face that head on and plan out how many resources do you have? What, what is it that you have right now in your accounts? What do you need to do with that money? Whether it's pay rent, um, pay utilities, buy food, but it's tempting to, to kind of ignore that and let it fester and just you know kind of hope that it goes away. But right. I think the most important thing is face it head on, really count up what you have, figure out how you're gonna use that and how long that's going to get you. Um, I think in this time, more than any other, it's important to not be afraid to ask for help, whether right. that's unemployment, whether that's assistance with food from even neighbors or a food bank or the various programs that the government has. Um, and even things like a, a buy nothing group on Facebook. So I'm in one of those um, locally where basically people exchange things for free. You're basically just gifting things 
Right. right now, that's that entire group has totally refocused on kind of survival things, cleaning supplies, education supplies, food supplies. And I see stuff all the time, like people say, you know, I, uh, we, we don't have enough food to make it until, you know, Friday or whatever it is. And people will say, hey, I have a couple eggs I can give you. I have a half a loaf of bread I can give you. Right now is not the time to be you know, proud and say, I can do this all, all on my own because everybody, even people who are still employed are, are reaching out and trying to help people, trying to find ways to get help themselves. And it's, it's this unprecedented situation that we're all in right together. Well, well, and you and I had the similar situation just this week. I was like, I can't find, uh, you know, (laughs) I can't find uh, paper towels. And you're like, I have some because not that you're a hoarder, you were doing the Amazon (laughs) thing and you had a big stash from just getting your uh, monthly Amazon orders and, and you sent me some. And I mean, I, what I love about like what's going on now, I mean, not that anything that's going on now is great, uh, but we're starting to see the best of people, you know, and it's not just, you know, you and I have a relationship, but I, I see it locally too, where, you know, people are taking care of neighbors and all that stuff. And, and that's a really mm-hmm. cool thing. So um, yeah, awesome. So next question. So like what, you know, you talked about if you lost your job and we were just talking about that with the investments and stuff, but like, what if I've lost my job or if I've been furloughed, furloughed right now? Um, what are some of the things that I could be doing to uh, maybe like the, the typical cut corners, like I'm not going to go on a date night probably right now, or I'm not going to need babysitter or whatever right. that's in my budget, but like rent and mortgage, that's a big high dollar item for most of us. And you know, the government just came out with like for a family of four, you're going to get a $3,400 check. Typical Americans are, that's not enough. You know, I mean, yeah, there's other things that are going to right. happen if you lost your job where you can go get, um, you know, uh, unemployment and all that stuff. But what can somebody do in this time for mortgage and rent and credit cards? Uh, and, and is it fair to call those, you know, lenders and say, Hey, I, I can't pay right now. What would that look like? Yeah. So I think any lender, uh, I hope, and I <laughs> right. think any lender is going to <clears throat> appreciate you, um, being upfront with them and trying to work with them in advance. Right. Um, and I think now more than ever, they're going to be very understanding and try to work out whether it's some kind of forbearance or some kind of payment plan or some kind of alternative. I think at many places, and I think we'll see it expand, that many places are forbidden from doing any kind of foreclosures or evictions or anything like that right now. So the reality is, in those places, if you stopped paying altogether, they would just lose that source of income, you know, the, whether it's the mortgage company or the, the landlord. Right. So I think if you're, if you're taking the initiative and reaching out and saying, hey, we need to work something out, I think they would appreciate that. And that's another one of those cases where I don't think you should be ashamed to ask for help. It's being realistic about the situation that we're in and um, trying to face it head on and, and deal with it. Right. So, I mean, similar, I had a similar situation for my own personal life. It wasn't in this tragedy or this, this chaos that we're in now, but like uh, I've told the story before on the podcast where, you know, 
I was defaulted on student loans and mm -hmm. I ignored them and I was ignoring the phone calls and they ended up taking my taxes and all that stuff. But when it was me coming into the credit card company, you hear all these terrible stories of like credit card companies are mad and they're mean and they're going to attack you and all that stuff. And that happens. I'm not going to say it doesn't. Um, but I found in my personal experience in that is like when I actually called and said, Hey, I'm an idiot and I need to fix this. They were actually really uh, awesome about it and they helped mm -hmm. me and they, they, um, set up a plan so that I could, to, could fix that. And so I would hope just like you were saying that during this time we would, you know, people are going to understand we're all in the same boat in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, the job numbers last week, 3.3 .3 million unemployed. I mean, that has never happened in a week. You know? right. So um, you would hope, I mean, I know some States are talking about, you know, like you said, you know, no, you know, you can't foreclose on people's houses and all that stuff, but I don't think that's a, that's not been federally mandated. Right. And I, I think it's state by state. So, you know, to piggyback on what Jeff's saying, if you have that situation, call whoever your lender is and say, I can only pay you 10 bucks. You know, I mean, right. uh, they're probably going to work with you in this time, you know, um, now, if you've, if you've been a constant problem, then that's going to be harder for you to sell <laughs> because right. you've been a problem. But if you've been making your payments and stuff, I would generally think that they're going to try and work with you because at the end of the day, they don't want to lose the money. They want to, you know, they're going to need to recoup that money in some way, shape or form over the long haul. It might not be right now. Right. Um, so like, I, I know one of the other things too is memberships and this becomes yeah. kind of touchy, you know, like, um, cause some memberships are like, you have to pay for a year's worth. Some memberships it's like month by month. How would you address that kind of thing? Like, you know, um, like YNAB is a great example. For those of you who don't know, YNAB is you need a budget. It's a budgeting software that I use that Jeff showed me. Um, it's one that we'll be talking about throughout this podcast because it, it helps budgeting my stuff, but you can pay for it yearly or you can pay for it monthly. How would you address those kind of things? Because if I stop paying for YNAB um, and I'm a month to month person, I don't have that service. So what would you do if you were right. at those in your like, having to make cut, cut, cut corners. Yeah. So that was one, even, even still having a job, that was one of the first things that I did was look through and kind of reevaluate every dollar that was leaving the household. Right. So everything that's going out the door at this point, I wanted to reevaluate because there's, there's a lot, even if you still have a job in this, in this time, there's a advantage to building up your savings, um, building up a job loss fund if you don't have it, building up an emergency fund if you don't have it, uh, getting to the point where you're budgeting months in advance if you can. In terms of the membership specifically, so one of the things I love about YNAB is I have all of our monthly memberships in one category area, right. and I have all of our yearly memberships in another category area. And let's say as an example, I have a membership that's $120 a year. YNAB is going to remind me that every month I need to budget $10 against that. So I have, I have a really good picture of what my commitments are for those memberships um, overall. So some people actually that I've seen in the community do crazy things like they put their driver's license renewal in there and that's like $50 every five years. Right. So that, that works out to like saving 83 cents a month, which is insane <laughs> right. to me, but right. it really gives you a good picture of what, kind of what your overall commitments are. Um, 
we've had a couple examples where I, I haven't gotten rid of any memberships yet. We did look at getting rid of YMCA, uh, which is about 150 bucks a month for us for a whole family membership. And the day after I emailed them and said, hey, I want to put this on hold, they had come out with a different email, a separate email and said, consider becoming a uh, sustaining member, I think they called it. And even though their uh, clubs are closed, they wanted to provide childcare to health workers. They wanted to keep providing food to the community. They wanted to keep paying their workers. And in exchange for staying in that membership, they're giving you, I, I figure what they call them, it's like Y dollars or something like that, but it's almost like a gift card. So even though we're still giving them $150 a month, they are giving us a gift card for $150 a month that we'll use wow. at some point awesome. in the future. So it nets out to, it nets out to kind of like I canceled it anyway, um, but, but didn't. One, one thing I would say, so if there's anything that you're clearly not going to use, I would cancel that immediately. The, anything that's yearly, you can always defer that decision up until it comes due. So in that $120 example before, if I'm saving 10 bucks a month, that's still in my savings. Right before that comes due, I can make a determination. Do I need to, uh, do I want to continue with that membership or not and pay it or, you know, or kind of claw that money back. But I, I'm also a big fan of, um, don't leave anything on the table in the sense that what are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up? So you can change levels of service. So if you have a cell phone plan that uses certain levels of data, if you're not on an unlimited plan, consider if you're home all the time now and you're on Wi-Fi, can you go lower on that plan? Can you reduce your speed of internet? Um, One of the things we have given up is childcare expenses. So I'm outside Seattle, childcare in our area for two kids is around $2,000 a month. That's, that's a ton. Right, um, right now, go, continuing to go out of the house to take the kids to childcare and then bring them back into the house uh, is just not worth it to me in terms of the, the health risk at the moment. And couple that with $2,000 of savings a month and that kind of stuff is really right. a no-brainer. Right. Um, yeah, so, okay. yeah. And I yeah. would extend I, one, one other quick thing I would say, because I get myself in trouble with um, folks on some of the discussion boards where they will say they lost a job. And I'll say, I, I personally believe everybody could reduce their expenses 50% if they had to. Right. And people take that as a, a really privileged thing to say uh, from somebody with a, who might have a higher budget or a higher spending pattern. And I can understand that, but I, I don't mean it that way. What I mean is that every decision in life, um, nothing is set if you're willing to deal with the consequences. Right. And so you can radically change your spending if you're willing to put up with those consequences. And it right. could be you know, crazy stuff like if you have a car right now that's worth you know, $10,000 and you have a $5,000 loan, you might consider selling that and buying a $5,000 used car and getting rid of that payment. In the extreme examples, you might consider moving in with a friend, a parent, a child, whatever it is. There's always these really extreme things that you can do 
that as long as you're willing to deal with the consequences, uh, even if those are short term, that you can make dramatic changes to your spending patterns. Yeah, I think that's the hard part is like trying to, uh, you know, like the, especially the extreme ones, if you're unfortunate and you're in that situation, but even like the last podcast, uh, my third episode that I did, we talked about, you know, where you can cut back. And, and one of the things that I've seen and I've learned, even with my own personal experience and talking to people that I've been coaching and their own finances is a uh, grocery budget how much people just in that one line item, how many people can probably, you know, cut that, like you said, 50%. I mean, I, it's, it's crazy how much we spend at the groceries and, and there's all these like tools and techniques on how to not spend a whole bunch of money. Like I know, I know you do a lot of uh, Amazon shopping, like the, the monthly stuff and, and you're able to budget it that way. But like we've started doing the more of the click list type of things where you're not mm-hmm. going into the store, you're not tempted to buy outside of your, your grocery list and all that right. stuff. So, you know, those are things that when you start looking at it, yeah, $5 for click lists is a lot better than uh, an extra $50 that you spent by walking into the store because you buy a right. bunch of stuff that you don't need. So it's taking a look at those kind of things I think is really big. And I mean, it leads us into the next thing here, you know, I've been saying all along and and you and I have had these conversations too, that, you know, these are really uncertain times for a lot of people and you're having to cut back on budgets and, and, um, our new norm for the time being is most of mm-hmm. us should be, or are quarantined to our homes and not doing a whole lot, but it's, right. it's allowed us at least. And I'm sure you've been in the, it sounds like you've been in the same situation to look at your budget different and see yeah. what the prioritization of good and like, dude, I didn't need that in the first place. The only reason why I had it is because we could do it. But now you're doing things and you're living minimalistic. What can you live without? And and I've said this all along that I think some of those things you're going to learn that once we're in the, the, the down, like the other side of this whole thing and things get better, you know, you're going to be like, man, I could have lived with that for, for a long time or I could have not spend as much, you know, like we ate out all the time or whatever, you know, like our dining out budget was $500 a month and man, right. you know, it was kind of nice being at home eating with my kids and family around the, you know, we had to make dinner together. Do we need to eat $500 a month going out? So right. I think it's a real blessing in a sense that could come out in the long term. So what are the, what are some of those things in, in people's budget? I know I mentioned groceries and eating out, but what are those things in your mind that you could start looking at um, that you're probably not going to be able to use right now, but that can benefit you after this whole coronavirus thing goes away? Yeah. So we, one of our biggest uh, expenditures is vacations. I mean, we travel, we travel all the time or traveled all the time. Um, And so we're not funding that right now because I don't know, you know, I don't know when that's coming back. When, right. when it's going to make sense. We actually have a cruise that we've been saving for for two years, like a huge, you know, a huge deal, a huge family deal. I think there are around 10 of us going. Um, that was supposed to happen in August. I had all the money set aside for it, uh, that it's due at the end of April. And that's one of the areas that was one of the first things I looked at and said, well, I'm, I'm kind of pulling all that money back into the budget because right now we're definitely not going to do that. Right. Um, that's one thing that we really look forward to, though, that we're eventually going to get back to that. Um, we're eventually going to do that again. The, the food, um, 
the food theme. So we have a grocery budget, we have a dining out budget, and then we have something called uh, expensive coffee and unhealthy snacks. And that's where we, that's like, you know, Starbucks, or if the kids want to stop at 7-Eleven or right. something like that, um, that's where that comes out of. So I found actually that a, a lot of that is shifting, you know, just into the pure grocery budget right now. We're spending actually more than normal on groceries because I'm including all the tips for the delivery drivers in there. Right. Um, that's one way, as long as we're employed, that's one way we're trying to give back um, is uh, tip till it hurts on the, on the delivery services right. and, um, and keep that going. But yeah, we have, uh, you know, we have date night uh, clothes. We clothing right now, it just doesn't seem super important. <laughs> You can wear your pajamas um, all day. You don't yeah, need to wear anything and, fancy. <laughs> and so I don't know that we'll go back. We, I think we set aside like 200 bucks a month for clothes just, just because. And, you know, you look at it now and it's like, I, I'm not sure I really need to return to that, uh, right. that spending level. Um, okay. Beauty. So I, this is my own haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I need one. I like my wife and I've been talking, I've been doing my, like I go out and get my haircut and, and, yeah. and it's like, I can't go out and get my haircut. So I'm going to be in the same yeah. boat. So, yeah. so, but we've been, I mean, we've been enjoying simple things like uh, FaceTime calls. We did a six way FaceTime. Right. Every day, and it, we've never done that before. And it was, you know, folks, folks here, folks in Kansas, and it was chaotic and messy and it was <laughs> awesome. Right. Um, uh, or other little things like my, my four-year-old just asked me out of nowhere this morning, like, dad, I want to make pancakes. And it, it didn't take that long to just to sit there and have him measure it out and put all the ingredients in a bowl and, and mix it up. And we had, it was, you know, 20 minute. 25 minute investment this morning and we just had the best time right. uh, making pancakes at home instead of, instead of going out for it. So yeah, that's, that's pretty similar. That's been a, a real blessing that we've seen in our house. Like it's just like the amount of time that we're doing st uh, stuff with our kids. Cause you're just, I yeah. mean, we were talking before we started this, how it's like groundhog day. It seems like every day right. is the same thing. Cause you're not getting out and about that much. And you know, we take, walks around our neighborhood and actually the kids are asking us to go on walks in the neighborhood. Yeah. Usually we're begging them to go on a walk with us. And so having that family time and, and I've said it, my wife was like, are you sure like you've noticed this? But when I was going to work before they took me off of going to my actual job, when I was coming home, I noticed tons more families than I've ever seen before walking the streets right. uh, in the afternoon. And, and I just think that's really cool. But yeah. finding those like those things that are free, because, yeah. you know, we can't, you know, we can't go. I mean, and, and like you said, I, I liked what you said too. Um, and, and I love, I hope anybody that does have, does have a job and does have the financial means to be able to, if you don't have a job, I wouldn't recommend this, but uh, we've started doing the same thing. If we, uh, you know, do a DoorDash or something like that, doing that extra tip, because, you know, a lot of people that do those kind of jobs, that's a second job for them. And they might not have their first job. So, you know, yeah. like to, to, to kind of give as much as you can, um, trying to help out those people that are uh, probably, you know, are, might be hurting a little bit more. Um, so um, 
you don't know what anybody's situation is, but you can bless somebody's day or, you know, give them something that's like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that or something like that as you can, you know, I mean, not saying that everybody yeah. should be doing that, but uh, it just depends on who you are and what you're at. So as we close out, you were saying a couple of things that you uh, are saying with your family and, and I don't want this to be a financial thing. Uh, this question is like, what are some things? like what's a fun thing that you're doing i know you said you know like with your son you're you're making pancakes or whatever what's something mm -hmm. fun that you and your family are doing during this time that you probably didn't do before all this started happening uh we're b building way more blanket forts than we ever <laughs> had before um yeah what else so there's i so i have a nine-year-old as well who is, she's very interested in uh, art and um just anything creative anything that involves creativity and so she has been interested in a couple of like an free animation programs on the computer and stuff like that so i'm trying to take more time to um to download those and help her use them i've also i've never really been a tv person myself so i've i am constantly like go 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 um i have my days pretty full I don't often give myself the time to kind of sit down and watch TV. Um, but uh, I, we, we, my nine-year-old and I binge watched a couple of shows on Netflix. And nice. it's like, I, I would never do that ordinarily, but it was kind of fun where we'll be, and it, it's kind of wild. There's no schedules right now, really. So, right. I mean, we're up at 10 PM or 11 PM when the rest of the house is asleep and, uh, we're just having a, a great time laughing and and it's funny, you know, something you said earlier about the those free things or what you miss. Um, I that's what I found in terms of things to do with the family. Like I I I just want to go to the park or right. you know, push my right. kid on a swing or right. Uh, my son says, keeps saying like, daddy, I want to go dig in sand at the beach. <laughs> right. And so it's these it's these things that are totally free right now that um, any other day, like you're saying, I think there would be the feeling that we need to go spend a hundred bucks at dinner or, and we, there's six of us in our house, so we can do, you know, 40 bucks, 50 bucks at McDonald's through the drive through no problem. And right. we go to a, a bigger restaurant and it's just, it's really high cost. So it's all these free things that we're, that we're really missing that when right. we return, um, I think we need to remember just how much fun it is just to go to a park or go, right. you know, go to the beach and or go right. for a walk. Yeah, for us, it's uh, I, we do we've always done family game nights, but we're mm -hmm. pulling out games that we have haven't pulled out in a long time or that we're collecting dust on the shelf. Um, that's been a lot of fun and. Sometimes I have to tone it back. I'm like, okay, we, we, we did game night for the last five nights in a row. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to like not do game night. And then um, my daughter and I, and I just think it's funny, uh, my oldest daughter and I are into the Avengers movies. Mm -hmm. And um, we've only watched a couple of them together. And so um, and neither one of us have watched all of them. So we started today actually and going through the chronological order of how they should be watched. Um, and mm -hmm. we watched the first one. So um, having that time, I mean, I, I want to curtail that because I don't want to be in front of the TV all the time. But um, now that we have the, the time and we, you know, life has slowed down a little bit, it's, you know, 
can turn on the Netflix and watch the show. But yeah. anyway, uh, well, I thank you for joining me today and I hope we can do this again sometime because it's uh, fun to hear your opinions. And like, obviously you've uh, changed my life. Like I've talked to you about this, um, changed my life in a lot in a very positive way for my finances. So I always lean into your, uh, your wisdom and knowledge and your um, mentorship when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I love your insights on stuff. So I appreciate you coming and, um, and I hope you guys uh, stay hunkered down and safe and <laughs> we'll get through this together and I'm sure we'll be in touch yep. soon. So all right. thanks good. all for uh, joining us on stop being a financial doofus. My name is John Glazer and until next time, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>